Hello everyone, it's Saturday, May 20th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm, I'm Daisy Kosh. <laughs> and I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Maynard's Fuzzy Peach, despite the fact that we will be eating them for the entire episode. They're actually delicious. I know, right? Yeah, I cannot, like, I'm, I'm so distracted by these. Okay, so this week... Is Be a Millionaire Week in honor of Be a, Million Day, Be a Millionaire Day, which is today. And each week we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why they're memorable. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories out there surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister, where one of us loves something that the other hates or knows nothing about. And we'll open it up to a poll to you. <laughs> You're eating so Our much lovely as well. listeners <laughs> to decide which sister is right. Well, you know, like it's usually anyway. me. It's usually me where there's that uh, that long pause because my mouth is so yeah. full of whatever is snacking. The saliva just had to collect in my mouth to get rid of the rest of the peach. I was like, let me Yeah, it's got like that jelly quality. Yeah. Okay. So start us off. What are we doing? Bef before we get into this, I know that we're eating the ones that are like the full size ones, but don't you remember at Halloween when they give it the mini packets and the fuzzy peaches were like little pebbles? Yeah. Those were my Tiny. favorite fuzzy peach. It was like a party in my mouth. I miss them so much. Anytime I get them now at Halloween, it's like gold dust. And I, I just, I want to keep them forever. Yeah, I don't have the same reaction as you, but I fine. do. I, I love them. I miss them. I like them all the time. Because I used to be able to get them at like dollar stores before everywhere was a dollarama. Yeah. But that's when like, you know, the stock exchange and everything. Anyway, so our pop culture <laughs> artifacts for this week is Indecent Proposal. Ooh, okay. Yes. Um, Demi Moore, Woody Harrelson, Robert Redford, Oliver Platt. At their best. At their, yeah. truly at their best. All yeah. four just rocking it. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love them. I love this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. This movie, this is one of those, this is like our whip week for me, because you absolutely loved Indecent Proposal. Yeah. Uh, watching it, I had a more negative experience than you did. There's elephants in it, and I love elephants. Everything about this movie... I love it. You like the elephants? I mean, I love the elephants. There's there's a bit of a, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not really the the story, but there are elephants. That's the tagline for the movie. Love it for the elephants. Love it for the elephants. <laughs> not for the betting trope for the ruined marriage. None of that. Yeah. Love it for the elephants. Yeah. But yeah, um, you want me to go first or you? I just have a fun fact. I'm, I'm gonna like just to stay with our theme. I was trying to figure out where this whole Be a Millionaire Day came from mm. because I heard about it and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. We should absolutely use this as a theme. But I can't f seem to find where it stemmed from. But, fun fact, about four-fifths of millionaires earn their own wealth to become first-generation millionaires. Only 20% inherited their money. That's not that surprising. That is very surprising to me. Old money like for me i just that's what i associate with the majority old money's 1900 so that's a thing old money was literally old money now everything's new money did you know that the average millionaire goes bankrupt more than three times sounds about right <laughs> you're evading the you're law not nearly as, as surprised as me okay sorry you asked me a question about hey, proposal. no i asked if you wanted me to go first yeah go first go okay ahead. um so for me i personally i love a betting trope whether it be in books. A betting trope? Yes. Okay, what is a betting trope? So, um, in, like, books and movies, you'll see this come up in, like, 
Taming of the Shrew, which is also 10 Things I Hate About You, you know, mm -hmm. there's some sort of bet set, and you know that it's going to be, like, one of the biggest conflicts of the movie or the book or whatever, because it's such a stupid thing to do in the first place to turn around and place a bet on someone's feelings or their love or anything like that. So you know it's going to be a major conflict at some point, and you see it in She's All That as well. You know, oh, I can turn any girl I into love, prom queen. I, I actually way, watched it the other day. All the movies you named, yeah. I absolutely love. Yeah. So obviously, I'm a fan of this betting yeah. trope. Betting? Like, bet. Bet or betting, oh, betting. trope. betting. Betting. Yeah, betting. bet or betting okay. trope. I, um, I love, you know what other tropes I love? I love tropes of, um... God, I love all the tropes, let's be honest. <laughs> I love ones where, where they fake date. You're gonna be my fake so date. You like fake dating. I like Grumpy Sunshine. I like What's Grumpy Sunshine? Grumpy Sunshine is where one of them is a grump and the other one is pure happiness. Like basically a cinnamon roll versus a cloudy rainy day. And a you, cinnamon roll? Yeah. Yeah. Like a soft gooey cinnamon roll a is one character. Roll. And the is one character. Oh. And the other one and, and is like a storm cloud. And I, what I need to know is who am I? Am I grumpy or am I sunshine? You don't go into the grumpy sunshine. No, trope. no. Am I grumpy or am I sunshine? This You're usually sunshine, but you can be grumpy I am cloud. A cinnamon roll. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love all different tropes like that. There's friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, all sorts of stuff. We've the, so the lost the bet or betting trope. I'm a fan of this anyway, just from other things like literature and movies, which we both have established that you are too, because you liked everything I listed. But um, there was something about its use in this that really bothered me, and. I thought it was really toxic. Like, I know the bet trope and the or the betting trope is not the best of ideas already, but there was something about the fact that it ruined a marriage in this, and it, it just, it made everyone upset, and it caused unnecessary conflict, that you saw the cracks in the foundation of the marriage because of this bet, okay. but it just, it created, like, an earthquake in all of their lives. It screwed all of them up, which mm -hmm. really bothered me. Um... But the one thing I did like about it, and the one thing that I guess you could say I took away from it, is that money can do a lot of things, and it, that it's nice, but it can't solve everything. It can't make everything okay. Can't buy love. Yeah. Can't buy me love. <laughs> yeah. There's a Beatles song that you might but, enjoy. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but I liked that it was, you know, because it was something I already believed, because I don't think, I think money's important, and money's great. But money isn't money everything. Makes go round. Money isn't everything. Garb, you're just going into every money song ever. <laughs> so now your turn. My turn. Okay. So I believe this is marks the thirtieth anniversary this year of this movie. So yeah, I think it's just a, a bit of a movie. recap. Because thirty years is a long time. There's probably a whole generation that's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So indecent proposal. You have something that I just don't have. Well, I guess there's limits to what money can buy. Well, some things aren't for sale. Just so you understand the concept of what the movie is about. Can I tell you something before you get into no. this? People compare <laughs> it to Fatal Attraction Online and that shit cracks yes. me up. Okay. So, of that time period, there was like a good, let's say six to seven years that yeah. erotic thrillers were very big. So, Fatal Attraction came out, Basic Instinct came out, Indecent Proposal was on like the closer to the end of this trend. Um... But it is kind of in that vein, uh, and there's a lot of similar um, people involved. Like Paul Verhoeven was a director and writer at that time. Adrian Lin, same thing. I believe Adrian Lin actually is the director of this movie, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Um, 
and he was like the king of this particular genre but they they all had like something to do with like shock elements but also sex was a big part of it and now i mean and, and everything was sex like, makes the world go round it was no, very doesn't have the same ring as the money one <laughs> it was very 80s-ified as well like the lighting you can tell an adrian lynn movie from a mile away just based on the lighting whenever i can't describe it flash dance is another example that i can think of whenever flash dance has i think of like 80s or 90s erotic movies all i see are like silhouettes like you see them yes. laying down yeah. silhouettes you see the the silhouette of a woman or silhouette of a man they do like a gasp yeah and you know they're having sex that's dark, basically it dark shadow contrasting with like a bright almost bluish tinged light this is the lighting of those movies. Anyway, the that's not important. can even be said not for, like, important. Dirty Dancing, which we've already talked about, when they have, like, their sex scenes, that it's kind of that, like, no, horizontal No, that's angle. not the same. Those are kind of, like... Well, it's not erotic, but I'm saying it's a similar point of view, like, that was but the way sex was But they're lit to look more like the 60s. They have a warmer quality, like a yeah. fall, like a, a summer going into autumn quality. Yeah. Because it's not a, quite they're, the they're same trying to romanticize as, as it. It's not the dark and dirty contrasting yeah. lights of black and white and bright and dark. Yeah, yeah. it's not quite the same. Um, Can I just say I love <laughs> Demi Moore's hair. We're never going to get through this. Demi Moore's hair is amazing in this. Yes, um, I loved it when it was short too because it suited her. But like, it was great. <laughs> okay, so Fatal Attraction, very very popular. So they they kind of went after that, and that started this this chain reaction of similar films. Some are darker than others. This one's not as dark as Fatal Attraction, but it is. Um, it, it poses a thought in your mind and makes you think about your own relationship and your own like your own. Where are your cracks in the foundation? Yeah. yeah. So the premise basically is Demi Moore and Woody Harrison are married. They play Diana and David. Um, they're they're very much in love with each other, but they are going through financial strain and they need money. Quite well, isn't isn't he an architect and she's in real estate? Like they they make the big bucks at the time, and then there's like a recession, and they got no remember. money. I don't remember honestly. It's basically COVID, honestly. COVID, but in 1993, everyone's doing okay until everyone's going. I don't to know shit. if that's what happened, so don't don't say something if you're not 100 percent sure. Cause what I happened don't... about this being an artifact challenge? You don't remember oh. the movie? <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I watched it a while ago. Anyway, I, I watched it with you. I'm so, pretty sure that is what he is, because later he has to be a teacher. Anyway, anyway, they decide that they're going to try their luck at a casino to try and make some money. Not the most sound financial plan, but this is what they're going to do. They end up at a casino and they run into John Gage, who is at his like most delectable, in my opinion, Robert Redford. He's a playboy billionaire. Um, he's a little bit older than, than um, Demi and Woody are, or Diana and David. And he has a proposition for them. And his proposition was, uh, I'll give you a million dollars for one night with your wife. And... They're both like, hell that, nah! Yeah, and but that then, was the... That, and, and the thing is, like, people made fun of this movie so much because they're like, this is so ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But it, it attracted, culturally, so many people were so intrigued by the question. Like, it, it was talk show fodder, it was... Yeah. It, it really because this could happen because some because you can imagine people that think they are super wealthy and they think that they can have anything they want that they would do this that they would make this proposition that's why you have people like Harvey Weinstein who was like you know you will do this for me or you don't get this role or I will blacklist you it is it's a it's a sign of someone who thinks they have that much power and wealth that they are untouchable and you can, to a certain extent, see that this could happen. That a Robert Redford's Gage character could turn around 
and proposition you, see that you're struggling, or see that you just likes what you look but he, like. But the thing and is, do he's, he does okay. The the interesting element in this film, though, is oh, that he, he's not he's not like a predator. Like that's not how they paint this character. So you, it's how he felt if you're to looking, me, but if you're I'm looking biased. at it from a very feminist perspective and just thinking of her as an object for him to have, then you're going to be really like against Robert Redford's character. But if you look at this movie from the perspective that I have, that's what he puts on the table, and that's his in. And the way I look at it is not necessarily that he is looking at her as an object because I don't think that's the case at all he is interested in her and he's interested in her in a long-term way which I'm not going to give too much away to the film but he's not just interested in her for one night he wants her for a long term he thinks basis. if he does well enough performance wise in this one night that she will abandon her husband now yes some people would do that for Robert Redford <laughs> <laughs> I I personally would not. I would stick with Woody Harrelson. I would stick with my architect. But to each their own. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting watch because it's. Do you look at him as just like a billionaire making a proposition, or do you look at him as a person who happens to have a shitload of money? Uh, I called the. Who, can I just say the thing that we're not going to talk about? I called the thing yeah. that he reveals to her later. I called that the second he did it. Like, yeah. I mean, the actual second he was like, oh, da-da-da. Yeah. And I was like, this is totally going to be such and such. And, you know, the whole movie unfolds. And then at the end when he reveals something to her. And, it, and people, I don't know if people were supposed to be surprised. And if you were, shame on you. Because I figured this shit out instantly. Um, I just, I was sitting there like, you're telling me she didn't figure this out. You're joking. Like, I, I was so angry. But, um, yeah, I told you, this movie taught me, well, it didn't teach me. It supported my belief that money isn't everything. Love will conquer all. And I, I have to add something to that. Money is not the only factor in this story. Money, yes, money is like the catalyst that gets them to, to potentially take up an offer that, that they might not normally take. But I think something that is rather interesting in this film is that trust is a huge part of it. Yeah. Because I think the movie is less about money. He, I even, he found he found the one crack in their foundation, just chiseled the shit out of it until trust. the whole house just came crumbling. It's a question of trust. If they completely hundred percent trusted each other, there would never have been an issue. Because it was the it was the and that's and that's what I think it the was the really mistrust about. and the worry that some some stuff had happened. Yeah. And stuff like that that really crumbled the marriage because they could have gotten over this whole night of you know. I'll give well, you a million. We're not going to say crumble the marriage. We're not going to say crumble the marriage because. Well, I. We're not going to say what so. happens. We're not going to say what happens. I love Oliver Platt in this movie as well. I have not. I love him. Oliver Platt in all movies. Oliver Platt's like, amazing. Simon Birch. This I love him even in uh, Love and Other Drugs, and he's barely in Love and Other Drugs. He's hilarious in Love and Other Drugs. I can't remember who he was in that. He's the one who's working with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, as you like to say. Mm -hmm. um, right. He's trying to get him to go to Chicago because, like, that's where the goal is. The goal's Chicago mm -hmm. because he wants to be close to his wife and kids, and like. He's just like, let's get Chicago, let's get Chicago. And, like, he's, he's like, guzzling Tums for his heartburn and the stress of the job. He's just trying to get through, and he's like, I've, I've found my, my golden ticket, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, you know, he'll get me to Chicago. And I'm not going to say whether or not that happens, but I love that movie, by the way. 
Just as a side note. Another movie to talk about yeah. another day. Oh, I have no doubt we'll be talking about it again. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that's our uh, pop culture artifact. I think it's fascinating. For the Fan Theory Fight Club. Mm. I want to say one more thing. Okay. One last thing. I'm very sorry. Reverse. One thing. Robert Redford was a big believer in making his character more likable because he didn't want him to just be like a mustache twizzling villain. I just want you to know that. Mm-hmm. And I love Robert Redford. I really do. I, I think he's a fantastic person. I really hope nothing comes out in the headlines saying otherwise. Um, so I do want to point out that he was one of the reasons why the character is made more likable. But also on top of it, he wanted to make it so that Demi Moore's character was not just passive in the, in the film. And so he will ask Woody Harrelson and be like... Uh, you know, I, I have a permission, I need permission um, to go forward with this proposition for your wife. And then he would make it so that Diana, who, which is Demi Moore's character, she would, Woody would say, well, you're going to have to ask her. You're going to have to ask her. So that Woody was supporting her as a person with her own independence. And then I think on the actual first time he makes the, the suggestion to Woody Harrelson and says, what would you say if I offered you a million dollars right now for a night with your wife, something to that effect. Um, she jumps in, cuts him off, and says he'd tell you to go to hell. So, like, she makes that that jump so that she's not just a passive character. You're trying to tell me that Robert Redford asking him is a deliberate thing to make his character more likable because he makes her an active voice in the narrative? Yeah, he he, makes... If anything, I'd give Woody Harrelson that credit. No, Robert Redford... No, Robert Redford really like fought for it. He used his own clout as a person, as an actor. And so he didn't make to, himself a total prick, just a partial prick. Just a partial prick, yes. Yeah. Just a partial prick. Okay. And that <laughs> is the moral of the story. For independent partial prick for, movie for the elephants. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a movie yeah. about the elephants. I'm not going into the details. You're going to have to watch it if you want to understand. I love that you love the elephants and I, I love be honest, the elephants. they're barely like it's it's, it's, it's such, such a, a blip. it's not even a B plot. It's like a <laughs> Z plot. And yet I am so in love with the elephants that I was right into this. So, yes. Um, so there there you go. <laughs> All right. This, that's the artifact. <laughs> I love it. Daisy's like eh, sexist. Move on. No, it what it, I told you. I love the betting trope. Betting. 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 That's what I'm saying. Do you need me to enunciate everything? Are you Ross from Friends? Enunciate your words. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, It's just, it's one of those movies where it makes me angry. (laughs) I can appreciate it, despite the fact that it makes me angry. I don't like it. Like, it makes me mad, but I can appreciate it. It's like the, it's like the end. Quote, unquote, dude. I, I love A League of Their Own. The end of it makes me mad. But I can still love the movie and enjoy it and watch it. Does the end it. of this movie make you mad or does the whole movie make you mad? The end of the movie actually makes me happy. The rest of the movie, I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, just talk to each other. Like, uh, I feel like was... the end, I feel like there's like so much more that could be said at the end of this movie, but I think probably doing what they did was the best thing. Because well, like, they were trying to just wrap it, it up in a bubble. Ra- yeah, ra- let's wrap her up. They didn't, wrap her they up, didn't guys. need an indecent proposal too. more indecent. Like, yeah. they didn't, they didn't I'm need I'm glad they have never done that. I would be truly... A- Horrified if they try to, to reboot this. Or oh, the, this. the second one's called Decent Proposal, and, it's, decent proposal. and it's a marriage nice contract. Guy. It's just a nice guy. Yeah. Um, 
But, okay, on to our fan theory fight club. So the movie that we are talking about for the fan theory this week is Trading Places. Tell me just why you think the price of pork bellies is going down, William. It's Christmas time. Everybody's uptight. Could we please buy now, Randolph? All right, but if you want to lose money, go ahead. What are you trying to say, William? Okay, pork belly prices have been dropping all morning, which means everybody's sitting in their office and they're waiting for them to hit rock bottom so they can buy cheap and go long. So people that own the pork belly contracts are going batshit. So they're thinking, hey, we're losing all our damn money, and Christmas is around the corner, and I ain't gonna have no money to buy my son the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, okay? And my wife ain't gonna wanna, f my wife ain't gonna make love to me because I ain't got no money, right? So they're sitting there and they panicking, they screaming, sell, sell! Because they don't wanna lose all their money, right? They out there panicking right now. I can feel it. They out there. They're panicking. Look at it. He's right, Mortimer. My God, look at it. Ooh, I love trading places. I had not seen it until you said, we're doing Trading Places, go watch it. So, so you just watched this yesterday then? Mm, or two days ago? Two or three days ago. Whenever oh. you handed it to me, I watched it that day. So that was what, two days ago? It was a couple days ago. So yeah, Trading Places. I love Trading Places. I'd heard of it, I hadn't seen it, now I've seen it. I enjoyed it. There's things about it now that it, it would totally be cancelled for different things, just because dance culture is so rampant now, but... Like having characters in blackface and impressions yes, and stuff like that, it would totally. Oh, they, uh, there's yeah. a reason I haven't seen this movie. It's because they didn't run it on the TV. Like yeah. it wasn't done as a TV rerun. That's funny you should say that because I watched this, um, and when I watched this with my husband, he knew the movie very very well, but he had only ever watched it on TV. Mm. So there were a whole bunch of things in this film. There's nudity. There's swearing. Mm -hmm. All of it. He had never seen it. Mm. Had not. He'd never seen it. So he was like shocked when this happened. He goes, "I, I didn't know this happened. There's no scene like this." And I'm like, mm. "Yeah, there is." Mm. I and I knew well before. Because I cut it. Yeah, because they would cut it for for decency. I hate when TV does that. Anyway, um, but as a side note, little fun fact, just about me in general, I had not seen Trading Places, but I knew that this was the first movie that Jamie Lee Curtis showed her stuff her in. Yeah, sure. Her her. Uh, her jack o' lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. I knew that because of Scream, because of Jamie Kennedy's characters saying it in Scream. I yeah. knew that that was when she had her nude scene. So I was sitting in, uh, I was sitting down watching it with mom because mom's like, I don't think I've ever seen this, and if I have, it's been a while. So I was watching it with mom, and I said to her, I said, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is nude in this. I also More think than it once. Hold on, <laughs> and I was like, this is all I know. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. I think she at one point is naked. Dan Aykroyd is in it, Eddie Murphy's in it, and that is all I know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of pervert I am, but I seem to remember, like, very, very well when, when actors and actresses are naked in films. Because it's shocking. Because you, you it's don't... Not, I'm not shocked. You're, I just you're so used to seeing, it, like, I You're so it. used to seeing them with their clothes on that when they don't have them on, you're like, oh, this is new. And you, and you look you look away, but you're looking. And then you look away, but I'm you're looking. I'm not looking away at all. I'm just like, oh, okay, what's the time signature? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know so when... if I have to watch this with my grandfather at some point, I know when to tell him to close his eyes. Oh, please. That's you. That's not me. Like, I oh, why don't do that? I didn't make the movie. That's John Landis's fault, not my fault. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Trading Places, you have uh, a guy kind of down on his luck, Eddie Murphy's character, uh, who is... Um, his name's, like, Billy Ray Valentine in it. Uh, he's basically a criminal. He's pretending at one point to be a veteran and that he can't walk, and the cops are trying <laughs> to get him. 
And Dan Aykroyd, meanwhile, is a pompous dickhead. Like, well, he, you need some he's more context like, here. He, he's like, uh, he's got the most ridiculous name I've ever heard. It's like Winthorpe. Yes. Winthorpe the Third or some shit. I can't shit. think of what his first name is. William, like, it would probably be William. Uh, William Lewis. 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 Yeah, Lewis. Yes, or it Louis. Is. Louis or Louis. Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's pompous, he's awful. The butler does everything for him, and he acts like that should just be the way things are. But that's but, the way he's known. Yes. That's, that's what he's, he's been... He's never been taught differently, so he figures, why act differently? Yeah. Um, he has fake friends at the club. And he works as, like, a stock broker, right? Yeah. You'd say he's a stock broker. Um, um yeah. Yeah, yeah, stock broker. Uh, yeah. and he does a good job at it. Um, he, and this is the more important part. He works for... Duke two, and Duke. The Duke brothers, yes. So the Dukes are these two old as the hell... And this is actually part of the fan theory, so it's, it's good to mention them. They're, They're these two awful. awful old people... Who are up to something, and I won't go into the details so that if you want to watch this movie, it's not going to be ruined for you, but they're up to something, and they are reading about how um, the the Nobel Prize has been given out to somebody who is focused on, I can't remember if it's nature or nurture, nature I believe it is, um, and they have a big debate between each other, is it nature or is it nurture? Which one is the one that decides everything? And one of them believes truly in nature and says that... that that it is absolutely you're born who you are and that's who you are. The other one says it's absolutely nurture and it's it's your environment that matters more than anything else. And so they decide to do a social experiment where they throw out. But hold on, you have to you have to explain how they think they can do this in the first place. Dan Aykroyd literally falls over because he bumps into Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy goes to help him up and give yeah. him his bag back. He accuses him of being a thief and he is arrested and thrown in jail. So then the Duke brothers, as you mentioned before, they decide to see they bail what, them would, out. what would happen if they basically switched lives. If the one who has had the life, the car, the lady, and the job, all of a sudden has no place to go. He's got no one supporting him. Uh, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have any clothes. And, and of course the lady that he's with just drops him like dead She's weight. awful. The, she's just as bad. The second he is not who he like, when she's bailing him out, when she's sitting there waiting for him to come out of the cell, it's like, oh my god, you reek! Get away from me! Yeah, like it's the most I'm ridiculous. I'm shocked she showed up to bail him out. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I think she thought he was going to come out in a suit, but he did not come out in a suit, and then yeah. it was like, no, 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 bye, bye, birdie. Yeah. Um. So but, yeah. Uh, so and that's, that's maybe in a nutshell. That's, that's basically what happens. But then. Uh, so far through the movie, they both kind of click into something else is going on, something else is at play, and other events follow as a result. Um, can I just say, one of the things I appreciated about this, before we get into the fan theory, was, uh, Coleman, who is the butler driver- I love every, him! I ev- love yes. him so much! I loved how you could see that it wasn't like he was, um, hateful towards Dan Aykroyd, it was just like, it was like he'd all ever known to be treated like shit. Yeah. So then when Eddie Murphy uh, is in his place and he throws the party initially because he wants to splash the cash and then he regrets it instantly he says, you know, everyone get out of here. It's, it, you're making a mess. And he kicks them all out. I really liked that when Coleman's like, oh, okay, I'll clean everything up. You have an early morning, sir. Go to bed. I think if it was Dan Aykroyd, he thought he'd be like, okay, Bye and just walk away, or wouldn't even say anything, and just go. But Eddie Murphy goes, oh, okay, um, thank you. 
like he, he's surprised he's gonna do it. He's like, thank you, because he was expected he was expecting to have to clean it up. Um, but little things like that, little it's not even a a um a gesture of kindness, but a gesture of decency and recognizing like his fellow man that he's a person too, he has shit to do, all that. I think he appreciated it and I loved how that kind of created a friendship and it it improved Coleman's relationship with not just Eddie Murphy's character of Valentine, but he seemed to warm up to a lot more people as a result as well. Yeah. Because before that it seemed like it was like, my job is my life, I hate this life, when will it end? And then Eddie Murphy shows him that there are joys to be had when you have someone who is decent. Yeah. You can find somebody easier when you have less financial assets, fewer financial assets to display because then you at least you know that the person wants to genuinely be with you not for what you have yeah um yeah and i also liked jamie lee uh jamie lee curtis's character as well because she kind of showed dan Aykroyd that you know she didn't want anything from him other than for him to shift his weight if like she needed him to pay some rent needed him to do groceries anything like that she's like i'm expecting you to do that and then he gets sick and she takes care of him without needing anything in return. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes him realize, oh wait, you know, normal people do all of these things. She's not making me do them though because she cares. Which is something that the other one would never have done. She would have been like, babe, get away, you stink, you reek, you okay. got shit coming out your face. Now with that very, very long lead in, do you want to know what the fan theory is? Sure. Fan theory is kind of interesting. So, the fan theory that I heard is that... And and I've kind of... Okay, let me just tell you the fan theory. Fan theory that I heard is that at the end of the movie, you know, it is a happy ending movie. Spoiler alert. um, In that... Like most 80s movies, it's a happy ending movie. um, At the very end of the movie, they're all, you know, on a beach, on a yacht, relaxing, enjoying, living it up. Sipping pina coladas. Yes, sipping pina coladas on an island of their own. Can I just say, I thought it was hilarious when they're in sweaters... Dan Aykroyd and him are sitting in sweaters on a beach. And I was like, isn't this the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen in your life? So hold on, though. So the theory is that at the end of this movie, the very thing that they are fighting against with the older folks, I'm not going to spoil it, but they end up doing a crime based on the logic of the movie. What they did is a crime. And so that crime, they're now running from the law. That's the theory, is that they are now running from the law because they've been They're on their island alone because... Yes, and they're at this desert island because they're on the run. The reason why they have a boat there is they're ready to take off on that boat if need be because they are not supposed to have done what they've done. That makes sense. Yeah, so that's the fan theory. That's the theory? Yeah, and I just... Initially, initially I went, makes sense in the logic of the movie for me, but here's where it gets a little tricky. So there's a lot of research that's been done. I can tell. Yeah. So, trading commodities on inside information obtained from the government was not actually illegal when the movie came out, but it's illegal now. It was banned in 2010 under the finance overhaul law, and funny funny enough, the special provision that, that bans this particular act is called the Eddie Murphy Rule after this movie. Yeah. So, it remains a question. I feel like they should have called it, like, the was Eddie it just, and Dan rule. Was it just sneaky, like and they did a sneaky thing? And, but, but let's say it's just a sneaky thing they did. 
are they hiding from the law? Is it because it's not actually illegal? It's just shady. Can I say I don't care? I don't care if they decided <laughs> to go to an island for shits and giggles or because they're hiding. They're ha- living their best life. I don't care if they're doing it because they don't want to be found out or if they did it because they wanted to live on an island sipping pina coladas on a yacht and getting caught in the I rain. D- I literally dun, don't care. Dun, dun. I don't care if it's if they're not like, into factually, yoga. Okay. They have had the brain. If you like make Okay, alright, I'm done. So that works either way. Either you care enough to be like, oh, are they hiding? Or, ooh, are they they're hiding chilling. or are they not? Because is it a cr- Are, it's are really they relaxed on the beach or are they looking over their shoulder on a, the beach? Is it, yeah, yeah. It's a shitty fan theory. I'm not, I'm not usually impressed by this one, but it was out there, so I figured let's talk about it. The one thing that does back that up, though, is the way the guy runs when he says, you know, oh, go get my drink or whatever, and he literally books it. This guy's like a sprinter on an Olympic team. He runs. He sprints. Oh. Like, like he has to go do this before anyone knows. Like, there's, like, when he was a butler, when Coleman was a butler, he wasn't racing around doing <laughs> shit. This guy, though, I I don't know if it's because they're in another country, but he's like, hey, can you get me a drink? And it was like, be back in 20 seconds. And he starts running up the beach. But he Um, wasn't very happy, either. Like, he wasn't happy before. Yeah. It's hard to say. You don't see Coleman as a 20-year-old being like, Master, let me shave you. Like, racing around, shaving him quickly. It just seemed odd to me the way he ran, the kid. Okay. Do you remember the kid at the end of the movie? But he's like, oh, can you get me a drink or whatever? And he literally just sprints. Like, I've never seen someone run too fast. It's not like Coleman's gonna die before he returns. Like, he runs. Anyway, that's that's the only concerning thing that could lead pros- possibly into that fan theory being like, yes, they're on the run because he has to be very discreet. Like, I don't know. Um, but last but not least, our Twisted Sister this week. <laughs> Are you not gonna, you're, you just don't, you're not gonna say anything about it? Just no? I said it works or it doesn't work. It doesn't matter. If if you're looking it into the... It doesn't matter. If you're looking into the theory now, you'd be like, mm, they only put the law on recently. Theory's bullshit. You're looking at it at the time, you'd be like, ooh, it could be on the run. Like, it works either way. It doesn't matter. It, well, it don't matter. I, I believe that in that universe, they've done something wrong. God, I love... There's there's one scene... What, like, they're covering their their asses? They, yeah, the Neither Duke one brothers, of them knows a lot about the law anyway. The Duke brothers that are so in cahoots with each other, I just freaking love... There's this one scene, like, near the end of the movie, where one of the, the Duke brothers, like, he's obviously having some sort of episode, and he ends up on the floor. And he says, at him? Yeah, yeah, and then he's like, funny. what about your brother? And he's like, fuck him, I gotta <laughs> Like, he just doesn't give a shit about yeah. his brother Well, he's, like, grabbing, he's just, like, he's having a heart attack or a stroke, and he's like, oh, yeah. oh. Like, he, and he drops over and they're like, oh, what about your brother? And he goes, F him. I it do not want to be arrested for this. Yeah. That's the shock. I, I don't care at all about the nudity. That right there is the shock is when he no, swears I, like that. No, that was right on par for me because he's such an asshole. The so one funny. who says it, I think he's worse than the other one. They're both terrible. But I think the one that's like having the heart attack. I can't remember their names. I, I don't I don't. They know. end up again also. Funny I call enough, it mus- mustache and gray hair. Cause, like, funny enough. The one clearly has a mustache and the one is more gray hair. Eddie Murphy had a string of movies at this time period. He did Coming to America. And in Coming to America, these two characters show up again. Which is like long before we did like cinematic universes. And they became really common in like the 90s and into the Marvel New period. fan theory unlocked. No, it, it's... <laughs> yeah, probably does have a fan theory there. But um, no, it's, it, it's definitely them because... He gives them, like, a dollar, and they're, they're like, we're rich, we're rich. Like, they're... It's, yeah. It's such a weird moment in the movie. They're, like, beggars instead of the rich Duke brothers that we know in this one. 
Mm. And uh, Eddie Murphy's character, funny enough, gives a, a dollar and to, to them or, or something like that. Like he gives them, a, I don't know what he gives them. He gives them money and um, they go absolutely ballistic over it. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting how they tie those together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Am uh, I being twisted? Yes. Yes! You, I love you it insist, when I don't have to do the work. You insist on me twisting you this week. I don't see it happening just because I don't know what your issue with it in the first place is. Because by rights, you like the happy ending. You like a simple romance. It should all check the boxes for you. You're also... Do you want to know why I don't like it? You're also, uh, you know... A modern Chiquita. You believe in diversity, yeah. equal I love rights. Constance Wu. You love Constance Wu. All of these boxes are checked. I love. Yeah, um, for some reason, Chelsea Mich- doesn't like this movie. Um, Michelle. Michelle, what's her name? Yo. Michelle Yo. Oscar-winning Michelle Yo. Yeah. That's two Oscar winners we we had in a row here. Jamie Lee Curtis also won an Oscar, didn't she? Yeah. Did she? Same yeah. movie. Yeah, same movie. Interesting um, tie. Look the at movie. Each, look at us tie things together. We're playing like right. the this, this, this seven, or no, no, six, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but with Michelle movies. <laughs> um, so the movie is Crazy Rich Asians. My family's much like anybody else's. Mm-hmm. There's half of them that you love and respect, and then there's the other half. Which half am I meeting? Um, and I, I, I don't even know what you have wrong with it. Um, you want to know? Yeah, I tell you. Sure. Tell boring. me. Boring. It's boring. You find it boring? I think the movie is boring. They have Aquafina and they completely waste her. She's so much fun. She's hilarious she is in this. No, she's not. She's boring. She makes me laugh I think so it's hard. Boring. When like they even use it in the trailer, but I say it all the time now. Um, is the bop bop bitch. I think it is so funny because she's like she, she's trying to make you play chicken. She's like, you know, you gotta play chicken back, you know, bop bop bitch and, and then Constance was like trying to get it in, like, get excited about it. She's like, yeah, bok, bok, bitch! And she starts getting into it. It cracks me up. Um, and I love when they go to the party, and she has, like, four dress bags, and it's cocktail, emergency, formal, casual. Like, it's so funny. And she's like, you have that, you have Fine stuff just in your car? And she's like, yeah, of course. Anyway, um... Boring. I liked the independent female lead, which I figured you'd like, too. Yeah, I like She's well. the economics professor in yeah. what New York or some shit um she you also it's, have this is another case this you, is a movie right up your alley based on what you complained about the first one which is that it's not all about money this movie she doesn't even know he has money yeah and then it's like oh oh these crazy rich Asians are his family I had no idea I they can't were believe rich. you're bored I'm sitting Boring. here I'm waiting for Michelle Yeo's character I've been watching this movie three times because she's the villain you can't I've even, watched it probably You can't compare four? it. You can't compare it, Chelsea. I fell asleep three. You made me watch August Osage County. <laughs> I can't I can't get through it even now. I and like that movie. It's a shit film. I can't even watch I don't even know what happens in it. That's how much I can't watch it. It's I not go good. to sleep. I don't it's remember not a good it. Movie. It's a great cast, but it's not used it's well. It's too many cooks in the kitchen is what it is. They do the it constantly. I read the I read they the They think play. if you get a bunch of people together, it's gonna be good. Sometimes it ain't. This is it. This is but one it of those gets, times. It gets asses in the theater, and that's what it's. It gets about. asses in the theater because everyone's, you know, all the Julie Roberts fans go to see it. All the Mary Streep's fans go to see it. I all, think those are like, the same people at this point. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, oh but yeah, you have an independent female lead. You have a supportive and healthy relationship mm. between Henry Golding and Constance Wu. I'm glad you remembered his name. I couldn't think of his name. Henry Golding. I always said. Did Henry you know Kale. he used to be a hairdresser? 
No, Before I didn't. he was in Hollywood, he was a hairdresser. Oh. Can you imagine just being, just sitting there and you'd be like, wow, I have a hot hairdresser. And then like three years later, you're like, oh my God, look at what he's you on TV. You Golding a trap. I don't, but like people do. Okay. Like they wanted him to be the bachelor at one point. I, I think he's, like it's He's nuts. not my cup of tea, but I don't um, like tea, so. Nor do I, other than the tea that they have at Demetrius. Anyway. Okay, we've gone off um, track. You have a supportive, healthy relationship. You have the strong female lead. The wedding scene in itself, for me, I could, I, I gotta be honest, I could probably fast forward through the movie, because I know it well enough, just to rewatch. Have you do own this movie? Yes. You like the movie this much that you went out and purchased this film? It was $3 at Walmart. Of course I'm gonna buy that shit. For $3? Nah. No. Well, if you're going to sleep, if you're going to sleep, why would I buy it for you? Um, but the wedding scene itself, because I already was thinking about having Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis be my wedding song and then having the woman sing it for the wedding scene is so gorgeous it's so bougie and it's worth it like it makes me want to marry a wealthy this sounds like a Pinterest board come to life I have no interest do you remember the wedding scene it's gorgeous she's like no I fell asleep three times she's like walking through the water it's so gorgeous and they're all holding like like not um what is it called in the like by lily pads the weird things that like curve in you know the plant that curves? You got like the brand that got this up. No. I'm not a botanist. Who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, but I also thought it was good for representation, if nothing else. That I agree with. It was a I, huge hit. It, it actually, it got a lot of flack because they said it wasn't really representing what needed to be represented. Because they were talking about how, you know, all Asian cast and people yeah. were getting mad because they were biracial actors representing... There was, a, there was a mix. They weren't all yeah. from Singapore. Where that was a big problem. Yeah. Which I think is where it's set, right? Singapore? Yeah. Yeah. And so there was issues galore. It's like, these people aren't actually from Singapore. I'm like, bitch, please. Like, we have not had an Asian lead in general. We'll, we'll take a step forward, and then we can keep tiptoeing forward until we get it right. But please, for God's sake, don't step backwards just because... because you're not happy that they're all oh. from the same town in Singapore. I know. Like... Pick your fights as we go. Like, just kind of cut down. It's it. It's the same thing with, um... Uh, it, was, it was too much. All I could think was, like, this is a huge win. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, but it well, it, still was, be a it win. was groundbreaking because the rights were bought to it so quick. Like, the book was out. Yeah. Rights were bought. We're making a movie. It's gonna be they all Asian cast. They were really books. excited. They were really excited about it. And then as soon as they released the cast, people were like, wah, wah, wah. The lead isn't fully Singaporean or whatever it Singaporean? is. Singaporean? Yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know what the demonym is for Singaporeanese. For Singapore. Is it Singapore? God knows. You know, I, I, now I want to know. Um, that actually sounds like it fits Singaporean. Singaporean? I don't think that's right. It would be cool if it was. Let's um, find out. or like if they had like a like a cool name like the Singies. You know, like oh, this is getting worse. This is yeah. No, like know. no, like you know when they have the Singaporean. It is Singaporean. It is Singaporean. High five me. Good job, yeah. you. Um, no, Singaporean. no, but I mean, like you know when you have like the Directioners from One Direction. Like I mean, like a cool name. Like the Canadians are the Canucks, stuff like that. Whatever. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I liked the representation. I liked the diversity. I liked that it convince had... Convince me, women, I, convince me. Well, you got really heated over the diversity debate, so I think I got you in a little bit. Um, no, I know, I'm not. The storyline itself is not just about following her as well. It is one of those ensemble situations, which if you stayed awake, you'd know this, because you don't just have 
Henry Golding's character, him with Constance Wu, then like other are, members of the is, family? is their love going to survive this? You also have his sister, who is the chick from Eternals. I can't remember her name for the life of me. I like her, and I can't remember her name. Hold on. Which, is she the, like, very The nice beautiful? one. The very beautiful okay. one. yes. She has her I own like her shit character. going on. She has her own shit going she on. She has an interesting story. Yeah. She, I, that is the only reason I watched it four times. Yeah. Because I wanted to know what went on there. And you know what's really sad is I don't actually remember now. Mm. Yeah. It's just gone, but um, that's the reason why I kept But there watching. were other things going on, like, different members of the family. Like, a perfect example is when he's doing the walkthrough with her when she first finds out that he's got money, and the, um... The walkthrough? The, uh, the guy, the cousin or whatever he is to him, he, he, he designs fashion shit. Aquafina introduces them, and then he proceeds to take her around, and he's like, this is cousin so-and-so... This is anti And he introduces who everyone is. And over time, you also see those characters come up again. And you get to see more layers to them. But I also... The one thing that I was waiting for constantly for the whole movie is very much um, the uh, possibility uh, of Michelle Yeoh being evil. And I was (laughs) sitting here just waiting for her to do something really awful. Because it was all these, like, passive-aggressive snide remarks like a bitchy girl in high school. Like... Um, and you, you know could, what she reminded me of? You could see that she didn't like her, but you were like, what's she gonna do to really screw it up? Best scene in the movie, though, in regards to that, is the Mahjong scene. Yes. Without question. Yes. I remember the Mahjong um, scene, because it, it was kind of a, a highlight of Constance Wu's ability to be a badass bitch. Yeah. And I love Constance Because Wu. she thought that she could just bully her into running away from her son. Yeah. And she was like, you can bully me all you want. But if I'm going to leave your son, it'll be because I don't want to be with your son or I think we're not going to be able to make it work. It's not going to be because you've interfered. And she thinks that she's beat her at Mahjong in that scene. And then she shows that she could have beat her at any point. Yeah. Like, she shows her, like, I could have won. Yeah. You, the, um, I'm letting you think you've won. The potential mother-in-law from hell in this, like... Yeah. I, I... I that was the first thing that I really saw Michelle Yeoh in. And to see her be bad... Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I've not seen that movie, Chelsea. But you, you know it. You no, didn't know I, she was I, in it. I don't know it, because oh, okay. I haven't seen it. All right. Okay. But, but... Thanks. Thanks for mocking me. You did the voice. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I was constantly waiting, because she kept saying these little snide things that if you are in the situation like, already... do something, woman. If you're going to be bad, like you said... I was waiting for her to be evil. I was waiting for anything to Why happen. Why do you want her to be a super villain? Can't, can't you just be like do a regular something. pissed off woman? You know, you know who I like? Here we go. Meryl Streep. We just talked about oh Meryl Streep. God. You just Meryl love Streep. Devil Wears Prada That's, Meryl Streep. You, you knew what I was going to say because you know in that movie she is just an expert at making the tone of that. Like that woman is is really, really... She, her face doesn't move. Oh. It's like she had Botox and then oh. acted for a few weeks because she looks pissed for the whole film. I love it, though. I love it. She does it great. She does it perfect. And she doesn't actually have to do too much, but to do... But she does so much with so... Like... Yeah. That's what we needed. Well, that's what Michelle Yeoh does in it. She just Michelle gives her, like, scolding... her ass off. She gives her, like, scolding looks, but that's, no. like, the extent of it. She's not doing, like, this is my diabolical plan. Like, she's a Bond villain. She just, I wanted Bond she thinks She thinks that she can do what they did in, D, in, in Decent Proposal. Michelle would be an amazing you know, Bond villain. You know, what she, you know what she thinks she is? Well, she's a villain in the new movie. In the, oh, what is movie she is in it? a Bond movie? No, she's not in a Bond movie. Stop talking for a second. She's, like the, she's the villain in the new Shazam, isn't she? Her, I haven't seen it. Her, Lucy Liu, and her from... 
And my girl Drew and Cameron D in the Destiny. Heights? Is it her from In the Charlie's Heights? Angels. No, what's that story? It's Rachel Ziegler. Rachel Ziegler and the other two, I think, are the villains in it. Anyway, not the point. I appreciated that she was not diabolical in that sense because of the fact that that when when you are trying to like scheme and chip away at a relationship, you do what Robert Redford did in Indecent Proposal. Robert Redford was a, a what a partial he, prick. He he chips away at their relationship. He finds all the little things, like, oh, it, just no. a, a, a little glance at Woody Harrelson when she's coming back, you know, oh my god, does that mean that he slept with her? And he just, like, gets the thoughts going in his mind. That's exactly what she's trying to do to Constance Wu. She's trying to get in her head, but make Robert her question Redford the relationship. But Robert Redford does it well, and Michelle make her, does make it. Make her question the relationship. writing. It and comes it, down to writing. It, I blame no, the writers. You know what it is? It works initially on Constance Wu, but she has people like Aquafina. She has people like Henry Golding's sister in it. Who, I can't remember the actress's name. It's killing me. She turns around and she's like, the the people around here are catty, but don't let that change who you are. She has enough of a support system to say, do not doubt yourself. And that is why she's able to keep going with the story. That's why she doesn't crumble under um, uh, Michelle Yeoh. She doesn't crumble. She shows her teeth and she gets the job done because the her ending is a happy one. beautiful, teeth. The ending is a happy one. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what your issues with it are exactly what you Jenna liked. Jenna Chan. Yes. What she you, plays Astrid. What you liked, Astrid. By God, the way, love it's such that a name. fancy name. Love the name Astrid. Astrid is always, you know, the prep school girl. You always know Astrid's doing that. I, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything because if it ever happens and I have a child that's a girl, I would want to name her Astrid. I you don't want, want her to be preppy. It. Do you I want her to be preppy? No, because I would name her after Astrid Lundgren. Okay. Do you know who that is? Probably not. Pippi you... Longstocking writer. No, okay. She wrote. And I loved Pippi Longstocking growing up. To the point that I was accidentally called Pippi many a time. Anyway, this um, is such a departure. So the Astrid, thing that you, The thing yes, that you like about character. Indies and Proposal is the thing that you hate about Michelle Yeoh in, in um, Crazy Rotations. So I think that you're biased. You just like Robert Redford. That's what it I'd is. I love Robert Redford, but I love you, Michelle Yeoh. But you love so him too no much. Sense. Maybe, maybe you I favor him. I don't love him that much. You do. You favor him enough that no. you don't see no. that Michelle Yeoh is doing the exact same thing. Well, no, because here, here. Um, she doesn't turn around and say what's his face? anything to threaten. What's his name? He played, he played, and he, and he pushes, oh. What Barbara is, Streisand. Barbara Streisand. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not having an episode. <laughs> he pushes Barbara For the listeners, Chelsea's just waving her hand I at know. me like she's doing a royal wave. But no, no, like pushes the b- bangs aside off of your face. What's, what's, oh, frig, what's the name? The Way We Were. The Way We Were. So there's a scene in The Way We Were. It's it's actually been mentioned in many things. I think it was mentioned in Sex and the City. That's how a lot of people of a later generation heard of it. So The Way We Were, there's a scene. Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford are in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, what's his name? Hummel? 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 I can't remember what his name is. Let's call him Steve, because I can't remember. Steve. She's like, she's like um, your girl is beautiful, Steve. And she, like, pushes his bangs aside. And then he walks off. And that's the moment. But, like, in the movie. That seemed weird. Oh, okay. I'm not doing like, it justice. Okay. I really. The way you're describing really it, I'm seeing, it. like, a really pervy but thing the most, happening. The most important thing about that is I watch that movie and I think I'm supposed to love Robert Redford in that and feel like. A romantic like connection and oh uh, uh, why can't they make it work but i watch it and all i can think is robert redford's a dick 
Yeah. Like I just can't get behind I don't know. That's how I feel about Robert Redford. No, I like anyway. him. I like him in a lot of Whenever things. Whenever I see him, there's just something about his face. I don't like it. What else do I like? You ever, s- you ever see someone, you go, oh, it's just like, I don't like your face. But I like Michelle. That's how I, like it, that's how I am with some people, which probably isn't good, but. That don't he, like his face? Yeah. Like, you ever see someone, you're like, they're not nice. I just don't like their face. Like, you, you have a sense of who they are just from their face alone. There's lots which of Which I worry people I... think about me because I have, like, resting bitch face. Mm. And like I remember, and acting bitch I remember face. so clearly. In motion, bitch face. I remember so clearly. It's a good thing I wear a mask to work. All the kids <laughs> were able to like me because of that. Um, oh no, I remember so clearly, like just an example of me having resting bitch face. I walked to Spanish class. It was like the last day before Christmas break, and a kid came up to me. He's like, "What's wrong?" He was in my Spanish class with me. And he was asking me what was wrong, and I was like, "Nothing." And he's like, "You just look so upset." And I was like, "Thank you." Like now I'm actually pissed because I thought my face was normal. But oh. apparently I look really well, angry. We're not um, going to go there. But yeah, so you don't feel twisted. I don't think this was a, a battle that could have been won. Um, because you, you weren't going to change the fact, I slept through it. Like, it's it's just not going to change. I Look, if you've made a good enough point, I you, I can see reason. I've made it very clear. You like Robert Redford for the same reason you hate Constance. Er, Up close food. and personal. Same reason you hate Michelle Yeoh. And I'm very offended by the fact that you can love him because he's a man, Chelsea. That's what it is. That, I'm gonna go on the offensive. <laughs> you like him because he's a man, and you don't like Michelle because she's a woman. Definitely it. not the case. I think no. I wanted her to do more. I she's wanted her being to be more manipulative. I wanted her to be more evil. Why? She wasn't evil enough. Because, Why does everyone have to be evil? Like you want like a Jane Fonda in like Mother from Hell that she did with was, Jennifer Lopez. Robert Redford was enough bad. He did. He didn't have. He didn't have to work so hard to be so bad. Whereas she had to work really hard and still not accomplish anything. It didn't work, right? Yeah. It was not effective. And we've agreed. We've, we both agreed. It was not effective. Constance Wu at any time could have just said, Hey, Mahjong, bitch, and, and that's the end of it. So that's I think you just mixed two together. You went bok bok, bitch, and Mahjong, Mahjong <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and that was that. Hold but on a tick here. Like, I, I, got, I have some questions for you. Uh, have you seen Up Close and Personal? Probably not. Did you like Robert Redford in that? Chelsea. I gotta Wolf be honest. I like him in All the President's Men and then I'm out. All the President's Men's a great movie. That's the only movie I like. Great him in. movie. Everything else. The can Natural. Suck it. You like The Natural. I don't like it for him though. But I he... like it because it's a baseball movie. And I he's can playing get, baseball. I can get past him he's playing just baseball. for the sport. Just for the sport, I can get past him. Oh, did you watch Great Gatsby? No, that's a bad example. Great Gatsby is a shit movie with him and, and Mia Farrow. I hated that movie. I don't. I don't think I'm alone. To answer in that your opinion. question, no, I had not seen it. You've seen a decent proposal, and you hate him in that. He's a partial prick, according to you. He is. The way we were, you haven't seen. You're way too young, and I, I just, I don't think I ever forced you to watch that. I, I don't a, think you watched it until I haven't seen that too. So left, or of, until of I left, no, until you had work. left. I've never seen Out of Africa. Um, just a Meryl Street movie with him. Oh, it's tragic. It just keeps coming back just, to Meryl. Just another Meryl okay. and Redford okay, well, situation. We dragged this dead horse as far as we possibly can. Now let's shoot it. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Are you twisted, Chelsea? No. <laughs> not even a little. I could not be any less twisted. I actually feel relaxed. That's that's what you basically just said. Yeah. Um, if you like Crazy Rich Asians, you're on my side. If you don't, you're on her side. Period. Which one <laughs> shall it be? Go to Instagram and please vote. Please vote so I can know for sure that I'm not crazy. We get like three votes a week. We, Boring. We, we, people don't like answering our people Instagram People don't like voting? Polls. Yeah. Well, you gotta give them more time. You can't yeah. always just be... It, they can't always quick, check quick. every 24 hours, you know? Sometimes quick, they quick. miss the movie they wanted to talk about. Quickity, 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 But yeah, quick. hope you enjoyed our episode this week. 
have a great day. Maybe one day you will be uh, one of the 80% of self-made, first-generation, bil millionaire, billionaire. No, millionaires. Millionaires. millionaires, you know, and then you can be like, And then you can sponsor us. To the other 20%. <laughs> and yeah, and when you make that million, send some of it our way, please. Yeah. We will stop you from being bankrupt. You can write it off. Just say it was yeah. a donation. Okay. Spoken from a true tax accountant. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.